Welcome to Woman Unzipped, a podcast featuring women who share their lives truthfully, vulnerably, and powerfully with moi, the Rose. I believe that sharing your stories gives you access to transformation and that when you step into your life with commitment, everything is possible. Join me for stories and shares with women from all walks of life, careers, and lifestyles. Welcome. Good morning, everybody. I know it's early. It's 9 a.m. on Friday. Happy Friday. Woo! We're now into April. My goodness. How is this happening? And... So I have a special, special guest on, on my show today, which by the way, my podcast is Woman Unzipped. And if y'all have been around me long enough, you know that I particularly work in women, with women, women's embodiment, women's circles, women in community, women's healing, women's health, uh, women's empowerment, and I have the pleasure of introducing basically the polar opposite of me, Andrew, which we actually have a lot in common, but he works with men, men's embodiment, men's healing, men's community. And so I wanted to come on today and just talk about what that even means, right? For a man, um, and kind of ask some tantalizing questions uh, from a woman's perspective. I'm super curious about what goes on in men's work. And you have an upcoming training and a masterclass going on. We're going to share about that too. So hi. Hello, Leah Rose. Hi, welcome. Morning, grand rising. Yeah, grand rising. Okay, so tell me what is like what's 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 the message we want to just like start with today? Yes. Well, first of all, I want to share that I'm a man. I'm a male-bodied cis white male. I live in a white, very white community of Bend, Oregon as well. And so this is my culture, and this is when you know the perspective that I come from and I just want to own that. And when I use words like men and women, uh, I'm, I'm using the mainstream terms and I'm also, uh, allowing there to be space for a conversation about, uh, you know, non-cis men, non-cis women and transgendered folk. And, um, but, but the way that I speak will be, will be pretty mainstream. So I want to cool. thank you for that PSA. That's yeah. important these days. And I really act like this is exactly what I'm talking about. Andrew hits all of the boxes and like how we can have healthy masculinity in the world. Okay. So go on. I'm going to do my best to hit the boxes, but I'm going to miss a few. Uh, I also want to share that <laughs> exactly. I, I, I live, uh, I live in Bend, Oregon with my wife and my daughter and, um, this land is Paiute land that we live on. Our neighborhood is called Deschutes River Woods, the mm. Deschutes River, which flows through Bend and through some, some other areas. Um, the native name for it is Tuwarni Hiuks, and it means the, uh, the hidden river. 
And, you know, just first and foremost, giving so much respect and love and owning that we're on uh, borrowed land and grateful to all of the protectors and the stewards of this land that came before us. Oh, thank you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so there's this question right now, uh, as, as men and women are kind of coming out of the cave after a year of isolation mm -hmm. and um, coming out of a cocoon as well, um, yeah. there's been much contraction and also for some, a lot of rapid expansion and the need for connection has never been more intense and never been more palpable. And so I've, I work in the space of men's work. I bring men together into containers for healing, for integration, much as the way you bring women together mm -hmm. uh, in, in those spaces. And so the message that I'm putting out there right now is now more than ever, the lone wolf paradigm will not work. It simply will not serve us. And the glaring imbalance and uh, disharmony between masculine and feminine in our culture, uh, now is the time to really own our part as men in that and own, um, own the work that needs to be done in the inner space so that we can show up in community, in our families, at our workplaces, as real, truly uh, represent, representations of healthy masculinity. And that's such a broad perspective. It is. Can I ask a couple questions? Please. Okay. What does that mean in the real world? Like, how do you, what do you, what's the work? Like we talk about this work all the time and, and like how it helps us show up as people, but what's the work? Well, what do you think for, from a man's perspective, what that is? The work is uh, looking at, first of all, looking at the facts, which is that divorce rates are way up. Domestic, oh, yeah. domestic violence abuse is up. And then overdose and suicide rates are way up as well. Yeah. And so the work means taking a, a hard look at ourselves as men in the mirror and, and looking at and owning our parts of the deal and, and cleaning up whatever mess may, may, you know, may be existing in our own personal lives so that we don't continue to carry the wounded masculine down from generation to generation and that we can end these cycles of oppression and end these cycles of um, violence, aggression, control, abuse that, um, that must be ended in order for there to be harmony. So I know I still didn't get very practical in that response. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. It's all good. Still lay, I'm still laying out the foundation for, you know, what it means to to embody healthy masculinity. And, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm happy to share what that means from, from my tradition and my perspective. Yeah. Well, you know, as you're speaking, it's not super different from even the work that women have to do. I don't even know if this is like masculine or feminine. It's like, we've all kind of been in the, what did you call it? Did you call it the caterpillar or the cocoon? Right. Yeah we've been in a cocoon, right? We actually have uh, an immense opportunity to move forward, to heal, to 
um, to do things differently. And a lot of us want to go back to the way that it was, right? But that actually wasn't that healthy. Like we're just been driven by to produce, to produce, to produce and left behind the people, the things that matter to us, our families, like being one of them, community being one of them, taking care of each other. Um, and I see, and as a woman, this is very interesting for me because I work with a lot of women. And so I see the toxicity, like the, the nastiness of what men are going through. I'm even married. So I, I experience it myself, depression, um, upset, uh, isolation, anger. And it's really hard to be with from a partner's perspective. And like, how do you, what do you think? So I hear you saying the work, right? Like the work will help heal what are you doing? Like, yes. give us some. I'll pull back the curtain for you. Yes, please. So what we're talking about are our initiations, our rites of passage. And this is mm. the work that in, you know, pre-industrial times and in tribal culture or, or in, in most uh, heritages with a sort of culture that the men, the elders would be trusted to come take the young boys out of their beds in the middle of the night. Right. Okay. The mothers have decided it, that it's time for their boys to be initiated into manhood and they trust the elders. They take them to the mountaintop. They take them to the lake. They take them to the, to the cave and they initiate them in the education of emotions, in the education of masculine, female, uh, male, female relationships, in the education of um, shadow, understanding about shadow. Um, so these, these are some of the main topics that, um, that we go through in men's work and masculine embodiment facilitation. Emotions is a big piece. Um, right, do you think that's the shadow of men is their emotions? Well, I think that really the way that it shows up is that yes, men are, tend to be disconnected from their emotions However, they're more, they're more like connected to the emotion of anger, less connected to the emotion of sadness, more connected to the emotion of shame, less connected to the emotion of joy. And so I think there's like an imbalance in the way that men specifically see, see emotions. And so within a men's group, we'll do more work around anger and we'll talk more about what is, what is healthy anger? What actually, how can, how is anger vital? to us as right. men because what we have uh you know are these basically we have men who are kind of like all the way in their warrior and i'm going to speak in archetypal terms all the way in their warrior and have access to that anger but it's like it turns into aggression and it turns into violence and it turns into outbursts so we have these men who they need the lover energy to balance them out and then we've got other men who are like mr nice guys which is kind of like more more my work which is yeah men who are afraid to feel their anger or men who will never acknowledge their anger and thus they need to turn up their anger. Yeah. They need to pull 
off the layers of shame, pull off the layers of fear and tap into that primal fire within them, that passion and that desire within them so that they can create better boundaries and move forward and penetrate the world with their purpose. So, you know, that's an example of how we might work with a primary emotion in men's work to yeah, balance yeah. out, um, to balance out anger. So emotions is a big piece, but you know, I, what, I want to touch on what you said, Leah Rose, which is that like, this isn't really like men's work. This yeah. is human work, right? We're probably yeah. doing really similar processes. Oh, for sure. Behind the scenes. However, because of um, the wounding around the masculine and the emasculation that has come through with, you know, the leaving of the father from the home post-industrial and, um, you know, like the feminization of the school system and, you know, staunch feminism and how that kind of emasculated men as well. Totally. Um, we are, have such a deep mother wound. We have such a deep wounding around the feminine that for most men, when they see women getting into emotions and getting into that right. storm, they get triggered into their own shit. 100%. And that's why we do have to polarize a bit and have our own men's circles so that we can practice, yeah. so, that we, so that we can be more centered in ourselves and more clear mirror reflections when we do show up in community, when we do show up in relationship, when we do show up as fathers to our little daughters who and our sons who go through their emotional outbursts so that we can really just witness and right. hold space and also be empathetic and be in the space with them as well. Yeah. You know, I, I'm just gonna, just as an aside here, I can't stand it when I'm having an emotion, like, I'm just like, I'm a super fiery person. I have a lot of intensity just in general. But when I turn it up and then my partner wants to fix the thing, it's like, no, I don't want you to fix the thing. Actually, I just want you to be with me. Can you do you think you could do that? But in the beginning and even even sometimes now, I love you, Burley, but he <laughs> really is scared of that, is scared of my fire, right? Is like wants to fix it, can't or or gets reactive. So are you talking about like a weekly type of thing or are you building a community? Are you like, is this something that's like you can learn in like a couple of weeks or is this a lifelong practice? Great question. And I see, uh, I see my, my beloved queen chimed in. Uh, Did she? Hello, my dear. Thanks. <laughs> she says, this is so good. So that's mm -hmm. awesome. That means I'm doing something right. Because sometimes I get on these, I get out there and I share, and then I come back home and she's like, why are you talking about relationships? Like you should be talking about <laughs> but, you know, I, we do, we each do a lot of work to keep our sides of the street really clean. And we, yeah. uh, and, and so I feel confident that, uh, I feel confident and supported. So thank you for that. I believe, I believe oh, my husband's here too. <laughs> oh, all right. Let's start it up. So I, I believe that men's work, I'm committed to making men's being a part of the movement of, of weekly men's work. I believe yeah. that this is like a, this is like going to church. 
this is like church services and, or this is like therapy yeah. for as well. And so I, I'm making the, the, I've made the commitment and I'm, I'm building a, a business and a, a community where there is a, there's a group of facilitators who can hold, me, hold down men's work Monday, men's work Monday is a thing. So I haven't even shared that with the world yet, but men's, Ew, work. men's work Monday. I want to be a facilitator for and men's work Monday. That's 2022 baby. Once, once, <laughs> once we get, you know, once we get comfortable in our own, you know, in our balls and doing this work then it's going to, you know, we're, we really do want to share this and have this be something where it's, it's not so black and white between, you know, men and women. Yeah, this is a lifelong path. And, and the more masculine rites of passages and initiations that I receive and that the men, you know, who, who've been on this journey with me receive and are part of, the deeper the layer goes. You know, typically the first work is about just stop eating shame sandwiches for lunch every single day. Just that's the first work usually for men. Show up, drop the armor, and say the thing that you've been ashamed of saying and be witnessed in that. And just that process of that de-shaming, oh, what a load off. Um, and then you see men's hands go up like, I got that. Like, right. you're not alone in that. And so this is the power of the circle. Right. So that's like the first step. That's like mass, men's work one-on-one. But then once we rich, rip that shame layer off, it's like, oh, the shame has been trash compacting all this resentment mm. all of this grief mm. all of this fear this like paralyzing fear then we get to get into that next layer of work and that's you know year number two and year number three for some men for some men they're ready and they're like that's that's day number two and day number three on right. a retreat um and then you pull that layer off and then it's like underneath we get to like Oh, joy. How much joy am I really able to feel? How much pleasure am I willing to experience in my life? And that brings up a whole nother layer of work in the ability to receive. So, you know, it goes in layers and it's, it is right. a long, long process. And then once we've done the inner work, then it's about stepping in and serving and really stepping into king energy, being a leader and starting to guide other men, stepping, putting our hand back. Hey, brother, I'm only one, one step ahead of you. I'm only two steps ahead of you. But you know what? I've made it through this challenge. Let's go. Let's go. I'm going to pull you up with me. Yeah, I love that. Yes. We need more men like that. Being a king, man, it's like everyone, you know, we have this this idea about the king right now, like, you know, look at, look at these men who are in power. Just look at them. It's, it's disgusting. It's really, really, you know, th these are hard times for, for us men and for us women, because we're looking up, we're like, who's the king that we can trust? Who's the good king? You know, where's the queen? Obviously that's- She's a, big, a queen, that's why. That's the big- She's queen. a royal. <laughs> Exactly. So, you know, we have to shift our mindsets because let's be real, like it's going to take some time before there is a truly embodied like witch 
you know, <laughs> in power. And so in the meantime, we're, we're, let's work on what we have, which is men. Let's work on them. Let's get them, you know, let's get them out of this ruler, this kind of tyrant king energy yeah. and own that shadow. And let's get them out of this like weakling prince energy, you know, which is what we're Make seeing them. like one or the other right now. Yeah. And let's pull back the layers of what a king is ruler. He's not a ruler. He is a servant and he knows who he serves and he serves them, you know, until his death because it is his duty because the elder women chose him. So. Wow. Mic drop. <laughs> wow. Yeah. You know, one of the things when we were talking before, I, we had a call before this uh, a couple days ago. And one of the things that I noticed was like, when I had something to say, Andrew just listened. He just like actually gave me the space. And I couldn't remember the last time that that actually happened, right? Like I'm saying something, I'm passionate about it. Like I said, I turn it up. That could scare some men away because it's happened. And he just gave me the space. And he was like so holding space and it was so clear and it was so like, wow, this is actually amazing. Like I can trust this person. I can trust this guy. And can you say a little bit more about that? I've had to learn that. I've had to learn that because I've, I've definitely... I've definitely stole the mic from a lot of women in, in my day. I really have. And that's, you know, but the reason why I have been able to own that and, and turn that, turn that pattern around is because I've done the inner work. I've done men's work and I see my narcissist wound mm. and I own it. Like there's a part of me that's a little boy that isn't fully integrated that, I, that, I, that that's my duty is to integrate that into my mature manhood that is a control freak and needs in and, and doesn't feel comfortable with other people speaking and doesn't feel comfortable sitting back and being quiet and so because i've done that work and i've owned that and seen that as a protection mechanism for myself um i'm able to see how that plays out in relationship and i have surrounded myself with men who are powerful and who know they can call me out when I oppress women, people of color, minorities, and that they know that I expect them to call me out. Mm. And that happened recently, even two years ago, I was at, you know, there was this, there was a period of time where I made two major infractions and really, really made a fool out of myself and really, really, uh, um, hurt, hurt some people by not being mindful of, of, mm. of my power and my privilege as a man. And I'm so grateful that I had men and women who were willing to call me out, call me up then the next day, Hey, just want to let you know that this happened, you know, and like, you really, you know, you really overstepped your boundaries. Um, and, and called me on my shit. And it was so uncomfortable. And, I, and through that process and that, that the shame that I felt in that, 
I've been able to forgive myself of that and make a commitment not to do that again. And I have my wife to thank for that. She's been so patient with me in all the ways that I've, you know, overstepped um, my boundaries with her. Thank you for seeing that Leah Rose. And thank you for reminding me. And I, and I strive to, I strive to, um, to embody that and to hold step back and let the powerful feminine leaders come through and see what I can do without giving my power up. Right. But, you know, so that to, to create space for, for, the, for that conversation. Yeah. You don't lose anything by letting another powerful voice lead another powerful person. I, I do the same work in with Pussy Wisdom Academy. You know, it's like I have access because I've been in this industry so long. I have access to some of the most amazing facilitators. Um, and they're all doing great work. And it's like, yes, come on my platform. Right. And there's the part of me that's like, eh, I don't know, like, is she going to be better than me? Are they going to like her more than me? But what it comes down to is like, this is just another voice of the collective that needs to come through. And you need this. You actually need someone different. You need to hear a different voice right? Like that's, I feel like that's part of embodied leadership for all genders, for all people right now is knowing when to step back and let another person take the lead. So this is, this is a big part of your work, right? With your embodied masculine facilitator training, right? Let's, let's talk about that a little bit. And, um, I'm going to go ahead and drop the link for any of you men out there who are thinking, who are connecting to this conversation. And you're like, yeah, I want to be around Andrew. I want to be a part of this. Go ahead. Well, so I've been doing men's work for about 10 years and, you know, kind of the arc of men's work as a, as a path to realize, realizing our power, our wisdom, our love, it, it starts off with inner work, it starts off with, you know, my addictions, healing those, my, you know, my sexual shame, healing that. And, you know, as we go through these journeys and those these heroes journey initiations in our lives and grow, there comes a point in time where we just have to own as men that we're starting to embody elder energy. We're starting to step into a position of power. Yeah. And um and and to hold more responsibility within our communities and our circles. And I'll just share that that link that you shared that's That's that, your 7 Go ahead. That's a, that is uh that's a link to my free my free masterclass which is seven secrets to uh facilitating transformational men's work so that's a good place to start if you want to get into um learn about my, my facilitator training so there's the what i see uh among men is that there's this idea that in order to be a leader you gotta be strong powerful, have a low voice, be manly, and have all the tips and tricks and know exactly how to facilitate a circle perfectly. 
Yeah, exactly. And, and so <laughs> I, I'm doing what I can to teach men that that's not at all true. And really all it takes is for you to show up in a centered and grounded place and bear your soul and be vulnerable, model vulnerability. Yeah. Yes, it helps to have some basic ideas about how to set a container, confidentiality, maybe a simple thing like passing a talking stick, maybe a simple question to challenge the men. However, I've been in circles where none of that was in place. Yeah. But the man stood up, he drove the staff into the earth, and he said something that I never thought I would ever hear out of a, a, a man's mouth just embodied the rawest, realest just message and just just took all of his armor off and was like, brothers, like this is me. I need to be witnessed right now because this is the medicine. Brotherhood is the medicine. And then he just sat down. <laughs> and what happened was this chain reaction. Right. Emotions, stories, forgiveness, prayer, spontaneous ritual connection, spontaneous shadow work and healing through that experience. And that's really all it takes. And that's what I'm calling into the locker rooms hmm. at, the, at, the, at the nice spas. That's what I'm calling <laughs> the bars. That's what I'm calling yeah. to, you know, into the mountain biking communities. That's what I'm calling into the cigar clubs. That's what I'm calling into Super Bowl Sunday. That's what I'm calling in. Just a, a commitment to men to show up in their hearts so that we can heal together in this ancient path of brotherhood medicine. Now, if you want to understand more about the nature of the masculine soul and you want to understand like, you know, three or four simple container ground rules that you can set and you want to, you know, understand a little bit more about how shadow processes work. So you can take men a little bit deeper on more of a structured journey, whether that's yeah in a circle or an online, you know, an online experience or on a retreat, there are lots of really potent and garbage men's work facilitators. <laughs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so, you know, th this is, this is me planting a seed, sparking a conversation for you men that this is a path. This right. is even a career if you want it. And it right. is, loading right now and so get in to this fold and be a part of this conversation you know and it can look as simple as you know what i want to use these tools to have a conversation with my dad who i haven't right. spoken to in a year if that's the work that's good work totally and that that would be worth it right like there's areas of life that absolutely do not work that being have having a conversation or putting yourself into a men's group that would absolutely explode those areas that are not working because you get access to to what's going on internally and then you take responsibility for that and then you have the courage to take on that really bad relationship with a parent or get a raise or ask for something that you've been working towards. Like 
you know, I've been in this work long enough to know that, you know, not everyone wants to be a facilitator, but you can put yourself in that facilitator training that will act, you will access different areas of your life and have transformation in those areas. And that's why this work is so important. Like everything you've said, Andrew, it, it's like, it's the exact same work that we do in women's work. You know, we do rites of passage. We come together. We, we do, we take care of shame sandwiches. Like what I offer in Pussy Wisdom Academy is literally meeting weekly in a women's circle to, to be together. Right. And it's like that support. I can't even tell you what happens. I mean, I can, we have like miracle pregnancies. We have job promotions. We have, you know, some of the other stuff like, uh, relationships, people leaving toxic relationships, people drawing boundaries, like huge breakthroughs in just sharing, like the power of sharing. Right. And it's like, no matter what, if you are a human on this planet, find yourself a circle, find yourself a community. They're out there. Make sure you know your leaders are doing the work. You know, like Andrew did say, there is a lot of garbage facilitators out there. And I, you know, don't really like to talk shit about people, but that is very true. There's people that don't really know how to hold a great container. And you want to find leaders that are out there doing the work. Andrew is doing the work. I'm always doing the work. I'm living embodiment of the work and I'm not perfect at all. And I think you maybe picked that up from Andrew too. He's not trying to be perfect. He just shared some edgy things about his past, you know, that he had to work through. And we're all, we are all dealing with the same things. So I think we're going to wrap this up. What do you want to say to complete, Andrew? Men, whatever you're going through, you're not unique. There are hundreds and thousands and millions of other men out there. And the moment that you choose to show up in circle, like our ancestors have done, is the moment that you will feel a great weight lifted. You will feel your heart crack open. And you, all of your relationships in your life will benefit for it. Hmm. You have a duty to peel away the layers that are preventing your truth and your power to shine forth into this world. And you have a responsibility to unearth your medicine and to serve this planet mm -hmm. and serve your people with it. And if you don't step into that calling, you're doing a great disservice to yourself and to all those around you. This is your chance. Now is the time step into your truth and grab this life by the balls. Yes. Boom. Thank you so much. That is a powerful message. 
Okay. So you have two things. You have a masterclass coming on, which is the seven. Give me that. What's the grits to facilitating transformational men's work. And I'm going to share like an agenda. Boom. Okay, great. Show up, call, call three men together, start facilitating now. Ooh, that's hot. Okay. Second thing is you do have a training going on. I want to like, at least just tell us when, what are the dates? Yeah. Starts May 4th. May the 4th be with you. And uh, it is a three month group online program, inner work, facilitation training skills for one-on-one group and event spaces, Hmm. both virtual and, uh, and in person. There's again retreat. And then we, we finish out the program, um, each of us making our unique group program so that we nice. can invite men into this work. And it, it, this could be a passion project. This could be a side hustle. This could be you actually making a step into a new career, whatever level you're looking at leveling up your authentic leadership, masculine embodiment facilitator training and certification will support you in that. And if, and if you want to talk about it, um, let's talk, you can go to masculineembodiment.com. but really I'm so down to have a 15 minute conversation and women awesome. send us your men. Yes. <laughs> well, actually just, just, just saying once these men get this training, then I can introduce my friends to you straight up. Cause right now I'm not doing it, but after I might. <laughs> yeah. So we're working with Tinder and, uh, and Bumble right now. There's going to be a, um, masculine body. <laughs> certified link now that you can put on your on your website on your profile if you've done the work that's good (laughs) that's good okay well on that note we are complete thank you so much andrew thank you everyone on facebook we've had 13 watching this entire time we got our own coven for interviewing me and for allowing to take up some bandwidth on, on your beautiful broadcast and, and for your network. It's Absolutely. Really an honor. Thank you for listening. This has been a Global Turn On production. I'm Leah Rose Barber, your host. Make sure you check us out at www.globalturnon.com. Until then, see you soon.